0: following podcasts may contain some adult language. You've been warned.
1: Show dedicated to the Genesis role playing system created by Fantasy Flight Games and produced by Edge Studio. A show in which we, your hosts, discuss all things Genesis from both a player's and a GM's perspective. I am Tony Fanning, and with me as always are my good friends and co hosts Chris Holmes and Stefan Dragonspawn.
2: Stefan, how are you, brother? I am good. Good. Uh, uh. Running my uh, Realms of Off game for you guys and our friend friend Daryl. So I'm back in the GM chair for Genesis, Genesis Games. I'm having fun with that. Um, Same here. uh, Yeah, good, good. Here was lots of role-playing opportunities. Uh, (laughs) Last couple of sessions were uh, awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's a nice day outside today and yesterday. so We did some stuff around the house, around the hoose, yes. Uh, so we're uh getting lots of sun and fresh air uh yeah so i'm doing good how about you chris
0: well first off pretty sure i'm gonna need to mail you some fucking wd-40 because i got him chairs squeaky as fuck i know i know i must say
2: (laughs) it's old like me (laughs) <laughs> i thought no, that was your knees
0: lots of different <laughs> things lots of different things everything from gaming face to face again mm-hmm. to golfing with my wife which is the best thing ever and then golfing today Fuck. okay so i must tell you there was something weird shit happened today man i'm on i'm like i'm like three holes from finishing okay mm-hmm. and it's like 65 degrees sunny getting, I'm like kind of sweating a little bit. It's like 8.30 in the morning. Then all of a sudden (laughs) fucking clouds are coming in. Cold fog is rolling in. Temperature drops by about 15 degrees. And I'm like looking around for the goddamn zombies (laughs) coming out of the freaking woods, man. Because damn, it was creepy as fuck. And I kind of want to write a setting for it. Like golf being with zombies or something—I don't know—but golf fog, weird, yeah, <laughs> golf fog. I mean, it was—I, I was creepy. I was golfers alone. in the mi- golfers in the mist. Golfers in the mist. <laughs> I was alone, and I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I kind of freaked out. It was—it was kind of—it was awesome. Really scary. Well, you were luckily you were armed with your iron. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, doing a bit of that. Um. Gave up on putting my grill back together. Bought a new one today. Daughter's putting it together. Thank you, <laughs> Fallon. Love you so much. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Gonna be smoking some more meats again. Soon yeah. enough. Tony, how you doing, man? Yeah, Tony. Not bad.
1: Not bad. <laughs> I, 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 I sound like a broken record. But yeah. I worked all weekend. So, uh, <laughs> But I did binge watch... Love, death, and robots. Oh, that's
2: uh, a good season.
1: Friday night.
3: Uh-huh.
1: The new season.
3: Oh, new I season. gotta
1: say, only eight episodes, so it's kind of super know. short. But like they're all men. good. They're Burn. all good. There were no bad ones. Mm. You know, like the the other season,
3: mm-hmm.
1: there were like eighteen, and there were a couple. I was like, yeah, that. I didn't like half that. of yeah. them will
0: be. Half of them were good. The last yeah. season. Yeah. this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all good. And yeah.
1: there's some quality animation. There's a couple of them there where I was like, is this live action or is this animated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
2: good. Yeah, like I know what? that in season one, even my least favorite one still looked good. Mm-hmm. When yeah. the girl's trying to run away from the guy because she saw him kill someone. And I yeah. didn't like that one, but it's still Look good compelling looking. and good looking. So. Mm-hmm. yeah and even the one
0: and even the one where they had like the limited like the um the the birth one right where they weren't with the kids they were going around with the murdering the kids or whatever right yeah. keeping the population down yeah that was all that was all that wasn't live action that was all animated and that looked mm-hmm. sharp yep you know yep. that looked really good so uh
1: yeah and did that um like I said, we've been doing our usual role-playing games. I'm so looking forward to, for the first time in a long time, I'm looking forward to Starfinder this coming Wednesday. Um, yeah. So I have, it just the way we yeah. left that last time. Um, looking oh. forward to And it's more not the system. It's definitely not the system. But it's definitely the role-play uh, that we've got going. Mm -hmm. Uh, and where that's going and i'm looking so forward to that this week and and,
0: and that i mean that's that attack the swarms adventure path we're on the last book we've been playing that for 18 months now since yeah conanacob two years almost two years ago every other wednesday night with matt and them right and uh you know sean and daryl and uh middle of that adventure path just we could have thrown out, <laughs> but we, but we muscle but we pushed through it, you know, and we're coming upon the end of it. And I think they they're redeeming themselves with these missions kind of at the end. And I'm trying to write it, rewrite it a little bit, but trying to keep the action going and kind of keep it moving and, you know, it's pushing it to the finale. basically.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's where I'm at. Now we i didn't have to do any homework for this session which was nice all i had to do was just like quickly write up what we were going to do and i thought that was really fun so we're back to uh folks yeah. we're back to the uh eight this episode 83 iron chef genesis cooking up a setting part do mm-hmm. um yeah, and we're gonna to be
0: buying a new grill today for it so, uh, uh,
1: we've each actually we're going to go over what we kind of rolled last time a little bit, and then we're going to get into finishing up rolling up the random stuff for a setting, um, good. just to give you guys an idea how that setting generator
0: works. Yep. So, all right, well, well, first, though, let's go get over to boost that signal, huh? Yeah. All right, we are here to have Stefan boost the signal out there, where he um, shares some fresh news off the uh, the wire here and reviews a project from Edge Studio, the Edge Studio section of um, Drive RPG.
2: What do you have for us today, Stefan? All right, well, thank you very much, Chris. Um, today i um, i have I haven't mentioned one of our listeners in a while, Chris Markham. Uh, not because we don't like him, we like like him a lot. Uh, we had him on the show once. Simply because we've talked about his, some of his various products in the past. You know, he's very prolific. He's come up with a lot of stuff, especially for Realms of Tirna. Mm-hmm. Uh So in the past, I've tried tried to focus the the signal on other creators that might not be as uh, as prolific as him. Um, but he's uh, He's come up this time uh, with two two pretty cool, cool supplements for Realms of Turnout or any other fantasy setting, really, that covers traps. Traps is not something that may be really focused on in, in Genesis. Not even the Realms of Turnout book uh, mentions it, really. So he came up with Treacherous Traps 1 and 2 recently. So both books are just over 28 pages long. And with about one trap per page, it's an intro and uh, uh, table of contents at the end. So, but you get at least twenty traps or so uh, in it. Each trap has either an image of it uh, in action or a diagram that kind of helps understand the mechanism, how it would work. And then he goes on in the uh, in the meta to describe. You know the game mechanics of it, uh, the chances for noticing it, uh, bypassing or disarming it, and of course, what happens What happens when it actually does go off? Cool. Yeah. Uh, each book has some flavor text. Uh, he had introduced in one of his other supplements uh, a gnome character called Grisbane Greer Grinder, Greer Grinder, Gear Grinder. There, there you go. <laughs> Third third time's a charm, (laughs) which is cool. Uh, So some of the the text blurbs are kind of nice, a nice little touch. And because uh, I'm an ancient dragon spawn, I remember an old series of trap books from uh, the the old Shifty 7 d games called Grimtooth Traps. And he had a whole series of these.
0: Those are nasty as fuck, dude. Yeah.
2: yeah. They're great. (laughs) <laughs> the books had a, var- a variety of traps from oh, some yeah. of the, some silly ones, some that are simple but deadly, and of course many of them, which I enjoyed sometimes going over, although I never used any of them, but many were interesting by their sheer complexity and ingenuity with different bits, hooks here and there, uh, tr- entire hallways just being on the ball-bearing kind of sphere and just til- tilting you know, 180 or uh, 90 degrees. I think, and I, of course-
0: buying, I think I ended up buying... They had, they had a volume
2: yeah. Oh. that came out. It was like two inches thick. Oh, yeah. of, I remember buying uh, the originals yeah. just Grimtooth tra- uh-huh. Traps 1, 2, 3, 4, Grimtooth Traps Good. Light. Uh, and, of course, it had flavor text by the Goblin Trap Master Grimtooth, hence the name of, of the course. series. That's awesome. So kind of a little throwback to that uh, I found, which is kind of nice. Um and each one is only three bucks US on DriveThruRPG, and we'll have the links uh, in the show notes. So thank um, you very much, uh, Mr. Markham, for for that. Like uh, another great little resource.
1: I'd like to comment on which one is my
2: favorite. Sure, sure go ahead.
1: Out of all the traps in there, in all mm. the settings, or all both of them, and that is in 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 Treacherous Traps Two, right? On page eighteen. There's one that's called the bee's knees.
3: Oh yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> which uh, introduces the bee swarm <gasps> as, oh, a, yeah. as an adversary. And awesome. just say this is a nasty trap <laughs> for a wilderness <laughs> trap. Uh, I'll say no more. It's it's good.
3: <laughs>
0: okay. So <laughs> <job> yeah. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. So he's basically so. Is it fair to say that Mr. Markham here is keeping the theme of Grimtooth Deadly Traps? And yeah. these are fairly fair to say that these are fairly deadly?
2: Well, some of them can be deadly. Some can it be can. just a challenge. Uh, All right.
0: Some are I comedic. Believe. Yeah. Some like of the them sticky
2: are
1: what? Floor. Some are yeah. just comedic, like the sticky yeah. floor. Oh, that's the, the floor. best part. <laughs> right, 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 yeah.
2: yeah. One is yeah. called 99 Bottles, yeah. like 99 Bottles of Beer on the Wall. So, <laughs> oh,
0: that's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember, so one of the, one of the, my favorite Grimtooth traps, a rope hanging from the ceiling mm-hmm. over a pit, right? Yeah. And there's like a fake wall on the other side, right? So you grab the rope, right? That's like obvious. Uh, you know, let's just swing across. Yeah. And when the fighter, and there's a picture of a fighter swinging across, and right. when he swings across, it actually pulls down the wall and makes a wall of like spikes available, like seen, <laughs> so that he's just gonna <laughs> like
2: splat right himself. The, yeah. <laughs> I've so seen a variation of that one where something like that. What, I mean, once it's... an adventurer grabs onto the rope, but the rope sort yeah. of swings down. There's more loose yeah. in the ceiling, so you actually okay. fall into the trap.
0: <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's just they're just oh, it's just so brilliant. It's great. Yeah. There was another one,
1: another pin mm-hmm. trap. In the grip okay. tooths that caught my uh, way back when, and that was this one, my favorite. You had your standard spike pit, okay, and your rope hanging above it, and the players would grab a hold of the rope, and until they put their weight on it, it didn't, it didn't uh, squish enough, you know, to. But woven of the rope was woven around a string of razor blades. Oh, so, when you grabbed you a hole wire. the rope and you actually put your weight on the rope, then ah. your, hand, your fingers would get caught off by the razor blades and you'd fall in the spike pit.
0: Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, Mr. Grimtooth, you little nasty <laughs> little goblin, yeah. you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're a mean one,
2: Mr. Grimtooth. That's right. What else is there, Steph? That That's it? it. That was it. I just All focused right. on those, uh, those th- two things. I thought they were pretty cool. Cool. So, Excellent. So there you go. Um, go visit Drive-thru RPG. There's always sometimes you know new additions on uh, for the Edge Studio. You can always uh, filter by date added. and uh, show you the most recent ones. So yeah, um, go ahead. Uh, throw a couple of bucks uh, at uh, Chris Markham. Uh, get these for great inspiration, and check out the other stuff. I hope that uh helps boost uh Mr. Markham's signal and uh bring some attention to him. So he can bring out bring out some more uh great awesome uh content. And that's it for boosting the signal. Ta-da-da.
1: Welcome to the Books of Genesis. Uh,
3: oh.
1: oh. <coughs> that was horrible. Jesus. Yeah. I think we just <laughs> lost all our listeners. <laughs> this is where we break down a section of one of the Books of Genesis bit by bit. This time we continue to sample and get a taste for the Random Setting Generation, Chapter 5 of the Expanded Player's Guide, pages
2: 40 through 56.
1: Now, Last time we rolled up steps 1 through 3 of, um, the rules in there and kind of came up with these settings and, um, wanted to recap them, uh, what we kind of just an overview of what we've rolled so far. So Chris, let's, let's talk about yours a little bit first.
0: Sure. Okay. Well, um, well, let me tell you what I rolled, what I rolled on each of the steps first. Um, so the tropes I rolled, I picked two to roll up um i the historical aesthetics and steampunk so came up with and you know like a historical setting something like a classical historical feel i picked a cold i picked cold war as the feel for this world and then steampunk obviously the victorian england feel for it um and um i i turned the cold war thing kind of up on its head in the sense that that's basically what killed the world so this is going to be the post-apocalyptic setting of this world because of the cold war here um the themes that i wanted to use are you know rebellion oppression resistance um what are you willing to do to survive black market smuggling stuff you know um The technology level that I rolled up, which throws us on the head again, threw me for a little loop, was the Iron Age. So we're talking um, iron weapons, um, you know, kind of like your, you know, you know, chariots are not unheard of um, fighting on horseback. Uh, I I, I think Thundar the Barbarian. You know when I, you know, you know, aerial ride, right? Um, you know, a lot of, you know, maybe a lot of horses, maybe clockwork steampunk horses or whatever. Um, who knows? Uh, because the world itself, the structure of this world, it's an artificial world. It was a steampunk planet I chose. Um hot it's a hot world cuz it's a steampunk planet steam everybody there's coal being fed into this thing at the core of this world to keep it going i think i don't know but it's fucking hot <laughs> all right so think if anybody's watched vikings if you haven't go watch it okay um so vikings take that setting that level of kind of technology and drop it onto Cybertron after the Decepticons <laughs> and, <That's it. laughs> and, and they, after they trash the world. Okay. And, and trying to survive. And it's, and the world itself is mountainous. The entire world is mountainous. And there are these, um, and well, it's a megapolis. So pretty much all over the place, you have what's called for. And thank you, Tony for this word steam peaks okay all over the world that Mm. people are trying to get to maybe explore um so the setting type going to the very top of the setting sheet i'm on i'm in the expanded setting sheet here setting type is post-apocalyptic the setting name is runes of the steam peaks Mm. that's where we're at for my setting so
2: who nice. wants to go next? <laughs> go ahead, Stefan. All, right. All right. So mine, a little bit different. I call <laughs> it the, the Hearts of Adamantum. Uh, I'll explain a little bit why. So my tr- troop that I got was magic. Lots of magic. And acquisition of it is uh, the goal of most major characters. Most of it takes place as in this new frontier at uh, the edge of civilizations and beyond, uh, with some gritty realism. So sometimes the, the bad guys win, characters, uh, heroes, uh, sometimes get major setbacks and so forth. And one of the themes is in integrity. How far are you willing to go? And what are you willing to do to gain this magic? And I subverted magic uh, the magic trope, instead of having actual spellcasters or uh, using uh, spells and, and so forth, magic is a limited resource that's called adamantum, which is a diamond-like stone that releases uh, this magical energy, and they almost use it, almost like alchemy. Uh, so they have to create these devices. Uh, but of course, they're not high-tech. There's this classical antiquities kind of technology level, a bit like ancient Greek or Roman societies. And since the home empire is part of a huge forest, but there are large cities with lots of natural beauty, integrated maybe the idea of classical Greece, like the huge cities of Athens, ruled over by an elf-like race. So they integrated all these beautiful monuments and temples made of marble in these huge woodland settings. And th- to maintain all of this civilization and beauty and art and culture, they have to send their forces and troops and other people, maybe less savory, uh, maybe ex-cons or uh, their military into the frontiers to get this adamantum. And in the, and in, in the, uh, in these frontiers, there's these huge animals. It, it's pervasive. Uh, they, uh, they've got mega fauna, so huge versions of animals. So dinosaurs that are even bigger than dinosaurs. Uh, everything is upscaled. <laughs> so they have to deal with that in order to make the, the world work. And that's where I am with the Hearts of Adamantum. Nice! Uh, so, Tony.
1: Uh, yeah. For mine, I had rolled up. Um,
2: Yours is a bit a, more salty, if
1: you know, I remember. Yes, right. it's a underwater superheroic fantasy, I guess is what I would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I rolled kind of the tropes of superheroes and an underwater action with a theme of exploration, um, and I kind of got some a trope to subvert and a theme to subvert. And that, um, the trope that I was subverting were dungeons. So I kind of got this weird kind of, I don't know what to do with this. And then, um, this, the, the theme I was going to subvert was good versus evil is what I got. So I got, well, evil versus good, obviously. And then that hit me. So, um, think a, it's a water world with small bits of landmass, um, that sneeze still hit me <clears throat> gosh darn it I muted it in time
2: <laughs> um,
1: but uh the these characters that the players will be playing are um, an underwater spee- uh underwater species they're shark people um, that uh, have to started to develop superpowers and these super powered um, player characters are Encouraged by their um, peers, to or individually they have reasons for doing it, but to plunder these ancient dungeons that are on the surface—a surface that is racked by storms. It is a cold world, um, so it's cold waters. Think deadliest catch kind of weather. Nice. Um, um, and uh, these dungeons are protected by almost uh angelic spirits which a lot of the adversaries will be themed like um sanctum creatures from uh, keyforge uh spiritual creatures and whatnot uh and so they're they're plunderers they're tomb plunderers tomb raiders um and awesome and they're they're not necessarily good good guys they're they're just considered um they're aberrations amongst their kind. So, therefore, I came up with this name for the setting: yes. Aberrant Tides. Cool, my dude. world is earth-like, kind of, but it's a little bit more watery. Uh, and the surface of the world are these little pockets of dungeons and tombs to be raided. Mm-hmm. Um, and the world I was called Charybdis is what I named it. Um, nice. And that's where I'm at cool you know that
0: not bad yeah so we got yeah Yeah. so we got through steps one through three Mm -hmm. and that's where we yes that's where steps the first three steps got us everybody yeah on our on our and that's a that's a lot (laughs) i must say i mean definitely have a lot on each of these um things here so i guess so i guess open up your books I think we on page what is it 49 no 50 50 so determining a religion and cosmology here yep so um um yeah ahead, i Chris. guess uh well i mean you know you'll want to when you're brainstorming these you know what roles your religion plays in the setting mm-hmm. there's a table for it yep. um religions and cosmologies uh table uh one or table i i guess one um four dash eight they're on page 50 um d10s oh crap i need to get out of d10 yeah where are they i'm they such a no slacker out. Jeez. look at this <laughs>
2: hey you've I'm never done a... this before have you
0: oh, 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 oh. okay here we go <laughs> i got a D ten out grill porn all day that's what it's Ah, i know i know i know well you know my daughter had to show me that the grill was put together (laughs) yes maybe anyways (laughs) so um so i guess so right now so on this part um we'll just see kind of the basics of the religion here right right? what they may be um so i get yeah i'll I'll go ahead and i'll go ahead and roll one all right let's see the d10 I rolled a seven. A seven is many spirits. Ooh, okay. So many spirits. So this religion believes that most things have a spirit that is discrete and identifiable entity. Things with a spirit include people, animals, and plants, but also rivers, mountains, ah, forests, fields, and crafted items.
2: As well as steam.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this religion may draw on the line at mass produced disposable or consumable items, but anything with significant presence in the physical world also has a significant presence in the spiritual one. Okay, cool. what I am thinking here, the reason why many spirits is the basis for this religion, it's a freaking steam powered world, right? Mm-hmm. There are some strange fucking sounds coming from this world that are coming from these steam peaks
2: yeah what's going on under the peaks
0: right and these are the spirits (laughs) Mm -hmm. that people are kind of believing in it's these sounds coming from within and the different tones that they make are the different spirit types or whatever okay all right i'm i'm liking that that's cool yeah okay that's what i got okay next
2: tony you want to go next
1: sure Okay, so I'm going to roll my D10, and I got an 8, which is a monotheistic religion. So this religion venerates a single deity. The deity may be visualized as in an ideal form of the principal species that worships, or it may be a concept or an idea. The deity may take an active role in directing its followers' lives, or it may grant its followers free will. Or and on ten autonomy to do what they want um, whatever the case the deity is the source and example of divine or superheroic power in the setting
3: all okay. oh, worship
1: the great make <laughs> so and then it says if you, chose the, if you choose or roll this result roll further another d10 and uh, we'll see what we get there so uh, and I got an 8 again which oh. is it's an amoral deity. Uh on a five through eight year deity is amoral, neither good nor evil, which seems so it is one deity that is neither good nor evil. So I'm thinking something something to do with a deep sea entity that is neither good nor evil.
0: Um Don't you have it don't... don't you have this don't you have this ma? Not ma. The like big, like the pit. Yes. Could that be your?
1: Oh yeah, I'm thinking something like a in dweller it. in the deep, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: type that lives
0: within way. the pit. Yeah. And um, It don't matter if it's evil or not. It's just it neutral. Does, It's, it, just, it's there. just
1: it is, it is there, it's and there. It, it's it's machinations are hard to understand. Uh, it's but they they venerate and worship the 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 dweller in the pit, the dweller mm-hmm. in the deep. Yeah. Nice. Um, yes. The great deep um, one, maybe. <laughs> the, oh, the deep one. Mm, mm. Something. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. The dweller oh, in the cool. deep, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Nice. Um, what was it? Uh, oh, in that new movie that was on Netflix recently, they called it. Um, what th- movie? Oh, what was movie? I can't remember the name of it now, but anyhow, it's neither okay. here nor there. It's uh Mr. Deep or something like that. Uh, <laughs> they call okay. it it's basically their nickname for Cthulhu. Right.
3: <laughs>
2: okay. Oh
1: okay. Yeah. All right, Steph, go
2: ahead. Alright. I will roll my D ten and I got a two. Two is a, no divine spark whatsoever. Religion is entirely absent from this setting. There are no gods and no beliefs in the divine. Instead, <laughs> yeah. Instead societies are secular. It is up to you whether religious beliefs did exist once, but have been forgotten or excised, or if your setting never had a belief in the divine. Sorry, so no divine at all. Right now, anyway. Perhaps the uh, the, the elves, elven-like race have developed uh, an intellect along with the magic, saying, oh, "No, everything can be explained, and... Uh, it's not God that uh, that's behind this. It's all the, the adamantum. Yeah. and we are masses of our own. So,
1: could okay. even be emerging. Could be one where divinity is breaking yeah.
2: into the setting too. Maybe, that. yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah. The religion of the adamantum, where a being at uh, revealed it to them, and uh, now it's becoming almost a religion. Praise science. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: see so then Uh so so like a few paragraphs down in here there are some questions here to ask yourself about um once you've it seems like like once you've rolled on this table and you kind of get a basic structure Mm -hmm. um like so for instance for tony and i you know i have more of a just bunch of spirits right and he has the single like neutral all powerful um and they ask like how prominent is the religion in your setting i mean is it is it ubiquitous is it everywhere um is it's like just maybe just growing like maybe in your um stuff and maybe yeah. maybe yeah. it isn't like like really nothing maybe there is just a small little thing there um are are, are you taking real religions like tony are you maybe adapting a real one or are you creating a new one um do we have a active pantheon of gods meddling in the affairs of mortals or the deities it doesn't seem like it with either the ones that we've rolled tony um you're setting entirely secular with no religious beliefs at all which i believe that's what you had rolled up there yeah, yeah. and then um how do the religions in your setting affect the societies there
2: hmm. yeah so. uh, yeah you have to think that religion affects like a lot of parts of our lives even when we don't think about it like yeah. you know uh, death rituals all all kinds of daily rituals blessings marriages uh, birth and death and you know uh, holidays and uh, special events you know or or harvests or whatever so depending on the uh, on the settings
0: uh yep yep i mean my you know i you know the, the the one that i rolled here is you know a lot more of like your um you know your spiritual like i think of like the native american spiritual animals like when you you know your spiritual guides and and such and in this one I don't know I'm getting getting, I'm, I'm still getting that idea of like the inner parts of the world <laughs> that are ticking that are moving inside of this world are creating these sounds and maybe vibrations that people feel and you know um, people can some people maybe are tuned into those you know, you know, resonant frequencies or harmonics or whatever, who can hear them. And well, um, maybe, maybe if, those are those sh- the shamans of the world that can actually hear those sounds and can and, sing them or whatever, you know? And
2: There's, how about subverting yeah. that that particular kind of trope? Like instead of spirits, okay. as we think of it as uh, spirits, uh, maybe uh, when the world was being built, you had these almost like uh, steampunk kind of computers and the spirits are actually like almost like primitive versions of programs. That are trying to maintain the world and keep the coal burning and the fires hot and oh, all. The, ooh, Stefan, I like that dude. That's like a okay. thinking engine okay. kind of thing, where, where right. instead of circuits so and silicone, instead and of that, sa-
0: instead of the sounds of the steampunk, maybe mm-hmm. um, uh, mm-hmm. um, AI <laughs> slash um, programs,
2: yeah,
0: um, working working the system. <laughs> mm.
2: Right. That's it.
0: Okay. So, you know, cool. You've
2: all got right. all these, you know, whether it's punch cards or steam and stuff, and gears that are all right. running all all these routines to make sure the world is still, you know, hot and the uh, fires of coal. You know, lots of rails with coal, parts of coal maybe uh, running all over the place. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. I don't know. Just an idea. mhm, All right. Nice
0: all right let's see what else do we have here in this section
2: maybe so like like that's like you were saying not everything has a spirit things that are mass produced doesn't don't but their major big machines are represented as a kind of an ai yeah okay sorry
0: no no that's good that's good and i'm thinking that maybe some of these like like the what are what do we call those the spirit the um the uh, the steam peaks, you know, you know the the spirits of the steam peaks are probably one of the more yeah. revered spirits, right? Because they may make the most sounds or something.
2: So, some big mountains, yeah, have names. Those are maybe represent one of those big thinking machines underneath. You know? Even if the name isn't yeah. exact, maybe they, the name has changed a little bit, and they they call it Mount Doom, but it's my, it's
0: Okay, cool. All right. Cool. All right. So what do we have next there, Stefan, to do?
2: Then we go on to step five, selecting a government and general society. So... So, so, government is one of the first things we think of when we think of society. It's, it's usually much more than just the way it's organized and run, but governments tend to define a lot about how the rest of the society operates. So, we need to define some of that. Okay, I can start. Start it off. Again, it's a D10. See what uh what I get. I get a five. City-states. Well, kind of fits uh, my, uh, my big cities in the home empire. Here, each city is also its own state. Cities control the territory, or territory around them and trade with their neighbors, make war on their enemies, and generally perform all the tasks of a national government, but on a limited scale. Uh, forms of the various city-state governments may be wildly different or they may follow a similar pattern across the re- the region or world. If your setting is Stone Age, consider re-rolling this result. I'm okay, I'm classical, <laughs> kind of classical Greece, so there were some fairly detailed uh, politics and uh, government back then. Okay. So if you choose this result, roll a, another D10 for either for the re- Region as a whole, or for each city state, I have one home empire, so i'll for now i'll just roll one once, and I get another five, so one, two, three, four,, six, four, to six. your city states are controlled by hereditary, hereditary, la, 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 hereditary, hereditary rulers <laughs> <laughs> Here are deterry the rulers there <laughs> I can speak English, I swear. Hereditary nice. rulers. <laughs> nice. so it's inherited rulership. There we go. Whether it's kings and queens, could be barons or knights, whatever, titles.
0: Passing on rulership to your kids. Yeah. Basically. That's but it. That so there is. you go. All right. All right, Tony. What you got, man? All right. Well, um, so...
1: For government-wise here, uh, I honestly don't think many of these fit, so I'm going to roll, but uh-huh. if I don't like what I get, I'm just going to go ahead and choose the one that I like the most. I yeah. haven't done any choosing yet on any on any of these,
0: and I think this one kind of... This might be your choosing one?
1: This might be the one where I decide to choose, and yeah, I'm not going to go with that. So um, in this case, uh, local rulers or councils... This is slightly or more, more organized than pure anarchy. Here, government exists in the small scale, with groups of several hundred people electing mayors or councils, or ruled by being ruled by hereditary lords, or following the banner of, of small enterprising warlords. It is up to you what form these social groups take. Um, they're going to take the form of rolling a d10. Um, in this case, your social groups are organized by the most charismatic or terrifying of the bandit kings or warlords. I rolled a nine. Um,
3: <laughs> so in this
1: case, I honestly think this, this fits You know, because my, my my races are groups of sharks. They travel yeah. in pods. Each pod will have a warlord or a leader or an alpha, as their, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, they're, and they're going to travel. We're going to call them packs um, because it seemed kind of you know nice to take on that kind
3: yeah. of wolf, wolf
1: pack type mentality troop. where there's an alpha, a troop. Um, so I'm going to call them packs. Uh, Actually,
0: um, they're called shivers.
1: Yeah. Sharks. Oh.
0: Groups of sharks are called shivers. So shiver okay. me timbers. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, I'm just so going
1: to go ahead and go with wolf mentality here. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So in this case, they have packs, and they have each pack will have an alpha uh, male, alpha female, uh, and those will be your leaders, and then they'd be, they would be challenged um, because that kind of fits with my religion, which I kind of filled out the rest of the way there while you guys were talking about Stefan's, and that is the Dweller in the Deep. Being an all-powerful creature that is the embodiment of evolu- evolution and becoming an apex being. Uh, it is through spiritual, physical, and mental trials that the people of the waves become the dominant became the dominant species on Charybdis. And therefore, they seek to face these trials both as individuals and packs to become a more involved being or group. So... Um, that way that way you know as a group of players if you're gonna play in this you would make your own pack of uh, of shark people uh, and uh, their individual superpowers vying for dominance amongst the pack as well as vying for dominance maybe amongst the larger group uh, what we would call a super pack
0: um, something like that cool dude
2: sounds good yeah
0: very nice man that's pretty awesome. I like that.
1: That works for me. So, okay. Yeah. Kind of makes with me that.
0: think, you know, you know that, that actually makes me think of that uh, the werewolf, the apocalypse game that we played. Yes. Right? Isn't like the, was the world spirit? What was that? Like the maw? No, not the maw. Can't remember. The worm.
2: The worm. Yeah. The worm is a corruption. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. Like it, man. All right, let's see here, okay, so my go- <laughs> all right, my government, I'm just gonna roll. let's see right, might as well just yet. go completely random on the it mm-hmm. makes sense, you know, com- considering I've got like a steampunk rolled made of okay, I rolled three, <gasps> local rulers and councils, kind of like that too, kind of like you there you rolled there mm-hmm. um Tony, um, yeah, I like that, okay, all right. Um, and I roll again to see the leaders. So this would be like the local leaders, like kind of how that's organized. Okay. Each religion ruled a four region. I said, so four, um, so they, so social groups, mostly democratic, they elect their leaders. So, okay, cool. I like it.
2: Great. Nice. Yeah. So and I like you know moment. you know I like
0: I, I like the idea of this um these groups being more nomadic, like tribes, like roaming around the world, just kind of surviving, moving place to place, going from steam peak to steam peak. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So yeah. you're around.
1: actually just gonna choose that one. I rolled it.
0: Oh, I just okay. rolled it. The local rulers and councils, and then no, I no, rolled no, the, the four. Oh, gotcha. And then it said, like one of these, it says, um, it's up to you what the form, what the form your social groups take. Right. So I'm thinking, like Wait. the ro- roving tribes, and then you know, it's a democratic, you know, so they elect their leaders of the tribe, right? Got it. Um, whether it's the elders or maybe they just elect, they they elect them, um, you know, and then they kind of lead those groups as they're moving around for now i think we'll go with that
2: yeah okay sounds good so after we've chosen the governments they suggest going to table i.4-11 for objectives to determine the goals of your government or governments it sort of jumps from table 9 to to 11 with jumping to table 10 for now which is factions and other organizations,
1: right, right, right. So you're so, you want the objective of your yeah um, groups.
2: Your group to see if uh, and again First. you can roll it. Yeah,
1: you can roll it or you can choose. Yeah,
2: yeah, because they mentioned that factions and organizations are uh, can be important, but it's it's a it's an optional step if you don't want any any. <sighs> organizations criminal gangs or mega corporations stuff like that you know but, what
0: you know what i rolled like you know what i they had they i rolled last time mm-hmm. i did roll one of those last time other inhabitants and oddities i rolled for an okay. organization a monastery
2: all right yeah
0: um military oriented and i'm thinking that i was i think i was kind of thinking those were like a warrior monk <laughs> oppressing yeah. the people trying to organize I don't know it was one of yeah I had made notes on like warrior monks now how would that fit into this
2: mm. maybe
0: maybe that's why people
2: are that, yeah, maybe the, maybe they're the monks that know a bit more about the spirits yeah I don't know that's true. Good or maybe that's
0: why maybe that's why like a lot of like there are a lot of these roaming tribes that kind of stay away from the monks
2: yeah no? all right well do you want to roll for your faction not factions but the, the objectives yep all right that's
1: well, I can, all right i can kick it off if you'd like sure uh, go ahead so i had a 17
2: yeah this is a percentage roll this time
1: yes uh 17 is exploration that makes sense ah. uh, these org these organizations or the these, they basically, these packs uh, okay. want to explore specific regions, and that's these, they they form these packs to to explore the dungeons.
0: Yes, that makes sense, dude. You rolled exploration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, um,
1: and plunder the resources from them. So that makes sense.
2: Okay, very good. All right, I'll go next, go for and it. I get a total of ninety-eight. Yeah, to 90? No, 68. 68. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where is it? 68. Overthrow. The organization seeks to overthrow the head of a government or other powerful entity. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. What organization do you have there, Stefan? That is this like the...
2: Well, maybe I could roll on the factions organization. Maybe that's that uh, you mentioned, like maybe a emerging religion. Let me just roll quickly on the factions and organization to give me an idea. This time, it's a ninety. A uh, religious organization. <laughs> well, there you go. A group of believers or individuals. Uh, okay. This level of organization and this group depends on the level of organization in the religion. Well. Since there's no divinity in my world, apparently, uh, maybe it's an an emerging religion that wanted to overthrow the current secular government. Nice. That sounds good.
1: Okay. You got some political turmoil there. um, Yeah,
2: definitely.
1: Absolutely.
2: Very nice. Yep.
0: So I'm going to roll two objectives. I'll roll the objective. The first objective would be the objective of the of those monks. <laughs> the monastery, the military monastery. Right. What is their objective? Okay. Forty three. All right, well that makes sense. Enforce the law enforcement. They're all right. These okay. That lines up. That kind of lines up, doesn't it? <laughs> They are the law enforcers. Let's see here, enforcement. Okay, okay. just kind of making copying. Okay, and then the second one. So then these, so then these roving, so these nomadic packs. So basically, this would be kind of almost the same kind of thing that you had done, Tony. Kind of what is the objectives of maybe like the PCs, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's kind of what this is. What? Why are these nomadic tribes moving around a uh, five? <laughs> Assassination. All right. Huh.
1: <laughs> you rolled Excellent. one that doesn't work. Was that? You rolled one that doesn't
0: work. Good luck fitting it, that in there. It doesn't really work. Pigeonhole it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's fit that square in a, the round hole that is the world of <laughs> steampunk, whatever the heck.
1: I mean, honestly, it seems like why would people in a post-apocalyptic
0: want to just um, go assassinating people? Why yeah.
1: would people in a post-apocalyptic world? I think it's um, just go around assassinating other I people. I think it's.
0: I think I think I already have the objective. I think it's. I think it goes to my main theme that I created that I made last time is the survival. I mean, what is your? What would you do to survive? It's survival. That's their main objective here, you know. Mutual
1: protection
0: of the group. Yeah, protection. I think that's probably would be the good one there. Yeah, if I cherry pick one, I think that would be best. Survival protection, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Excellent.
1: Now, it tells us here that um, other factions and organizations, while important, the government is seldom the only organization in your society. There's other factions. Now, Chris, you've already got one that you had kind of keyed into earlier as an element that you had rolled as a surprise element in your setting, mm-hmm. and Stefan, you also kind of wanted to do that as part of the yeah yours there. But um, other factions and organizations include everything from criminal gangs, mega corporations, political parties, and unions. You don't have to add factions or organizations to your setting, but uh, unless it is a has very few social structures at all. They're going to go a long way toward making it seem more realistic and lived in. Mm-hmm. Now, in this case, I honestly think that uh, for my setting, they're because it's so tr- um, tribal and already these tribes have a – each one has an individual goal that's the same as everybody else's. Just how they go about it is going to be more their thing. Um, and maybe what their groups comprise of—these um, little super
0: packs and schools of of shark people—and um, no, um, oh, is there no? Here's a question for you, there, Tony. something mm-hmm. for you to noodle on. Is there an overall faction society that is um, encompassing this search for? These artifacts that represent this search for the perfection of um, the species by going out and searching—is there like a I was organization? Say,
1: there's probably a religious organization is about all I would come up with that, that drives the tribes. You know? Uh huh. Um, Even though
0: they have their own ways of going about it, is there a one organization?
1: religious organization, and that's is that what I was going to get at?
0: And I'm wondering if that was—that's what this would be. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: And that's what I was going to get at. I don't really have anything other than that as I don't need a bunch of them. I really just kind of need like the the machinations and what this. And I honestly think that means I have to probably hand pick it as a religious organization, but roll its motivations.
0: Now, would you have? Would there be to kind of give you a what's the word I'm looking for? You flipped the good versus evil on its head mm-hmm. right is there an opposing faction to this one
1: could be could be there the the that there's organization to the angelic beings that are in the dungeons that are what they are what their mm-hmm. machinations are and what what they're trying to do i could roll them too
0: maybe i don't know i'm just you know just oh, you know what i'll do the two. out there for you
1: i'll do the two so I'll do the first one, which I'm handpicking the religious organization as being, um, you know, that's the over overseeing body of these giant tribes of shark or these char- tr small tribes of sharks. Mm-hmm. What's
0: motivating these peoples? Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, their basic tenants, right? Why yeah. they're doing what they're doing. Right. And
1: uh, yeah, and the, I rolled investigation. I rolled thirty-three. So the religion. Is actually using the ideals of their religion to investigate. That makes um, sense. The what is above the land, above, mm-hmm. you know, what is on the land. They want to yep. understand it. Um, so the religion itself is more about investigating and understanding, and they use this if this evolution theory and um, the belief in the dweller in the deep and how Mm -hmm. only those who have honed their powers and explored these dungeons will receive an afterlife. And they use that doctrine for their own investigations into what it is that's on the surface. There's a mystery there. Nice. Okay. Explains why they would even explore them in the first place. Cool. Now, my, my, um, my secondary organization, which is what the surface dwellers are, I rolled uh, a 23, which is a corporation. 23? Mm. <laughs> so, oh, uh, so, oh, okay. So the dungeon spirits are a bureaucracy? I don't think that, that doesn't fit.
2: Mm, not quite. <laughs> Stockholders and investors. <laughs> but...
1: They're a society. That's better. I rolled a zero 05. They're a society of yeah. academics.
2: Hmm. Um, unless they're part of a corporation that's beyond the stars, beyond that world and trying yeah, to, uh, it still doesn't make sense yeah, yeah. Um,
1: the individuals dedicated to learning and research so the the spirits that build these dungeons um, the spirits or divine beings um, as they would be called that, that have these dungeons that are on the surface are actually a group of esoteric monk-like beings and they did it for the purposes of uh, they built all these dungeons, maybe these la- ar- laboratories and trying to mm-hmm. figure out science and, um, and they did it for learning. These were centers of learning. And that organization's motivations, ah, much better. I rolled a 59, which is Monopoly. Um, so that organization's goals was to monopolize which, um, the resources of this world uh, yeah. and exploit that for s- sale somewhere. And that's the mystery.
3: Mm. Cool. <laughs> Ugh!
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a
1: lot to that.
2: Yeah. So while, while you guys were doing that, I... Uh-huh. I was also looking at, you know, the, uh, maybe the objective of my city-states. I had okay. rolled protection. So they tried to protect the, their explorers slash miners of the adamantum. And I added another organization and I got a team for clans. So clans ruled, of course, by extended families, whether ruled by a, a patriarch or matriarch or other type of elder. Mm-hmm. And their dis their uh, objectives of each clan seems to be law enforcement. <laughs> so where, wherever they rule, they try to enforce the laws. Whether they're oh. corrupt or not, that's another matter. They might not always be noble. <laughs> and I kind of see this. Yeah, You'll have some clans and then these extended clans send out parts of their extended clans out to the frontiers as well. So you could have clashes of these clans outside as well as they're uh, vying for the the adamantum. As well as trying to deal with the overthrow of uh, this new new religion trying to overthrow the the government. Cool. Yeah. (laughs)
3: -hmm.
2: All righty. Of course, you, you can flesh out the in, in the piece, in the, in the sheets there, the uh, setting sheets. It gives you lots of other fields to fill out, like leadership and important individuals, uh, regions it controls, other factions for minor factions. Gonna, again type yep. of organization, objective, description, leadership, and NPCs, but those can be added in later. Yeah, so yeah,
0: I would mean, probably has- have, I, I definitely probably have like a. Um, You know, an NPC for one of the major monk, you know, one of the leader monk monasteries, right, for the, you know, the law enforcement monks Mm -hmm. that they are.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Even when you go back on uh, step four, determine religion and cosmology, then it also breaks down if there is religion, the deity names, morality, uh, domain that they oversee, relationship to the mortals, and and description, if possible. Yep. With more there details you know, about, the, yeah, exactly. You can fill that out with the players, maybe sometimes. If, uh, yeah, And you know, religion name or morality, leadership, areas of influence, depending on if it's a religion with not any gods or just one monotheistic god, like Tony Gott. So, yep, yeah, the relationship with government, relationship with society. Are they viewed benevolently? Do they are they despised? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that the sheet goes through it as well, so to help yeah. you out. Cool.
0: Yeah, pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Is there okay. anything else you wanted to cover? in the uh, various organizations and factions?
0: Um, well, I mean, they do have here. I mean, when you are creating your your NPCs here, um. Hmm. You can give them uh, some personalities if you want. And they do have some personality. They do have like a, a chart here for personality traits. If you want to roll some, you know, like right. corrupt or frugal or suspicious, you know, yeah. for some of these personality traits. And
2: Quietly others. deadly. Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> and then, I mean, you can use, you know, the motivations, obviously, from the core book, you know. Yeah. Randomly roll up some fears and strengths and whatever, if you'd like, mm-hmm. you know, for these, to kind of flesh out um, these NP, you know, your major, some major NPCs when you get to that point.
2: That's it. Um, but sometimes okay. just starting out like the character, he's ambitious. I can tell you a little bit about him. Yeah. So. Yep. That's cool.
0: Yep. And, and, and they, and throughout this process, they also have like a sidebar with this max character. <laughs> You know, going yeah. through his own like creating his own um you know setting there, so you, as you go through your own, you can kind of go through and read what this person has come up with to kind of give you kind of some ideas, um, yeah, if you're kind of get stuck anywhere um I recommend doing that um mm-hmm. so uh let's see here so then um so then there was some so then we've got like this general society. Um,
3: yeah. Section. Talking,
0: yeah, like what do your, you know, your setting society is like? What is it like to live, work, succeed in the major society of your setting? Um, I think we've
1: all kind of already kind of yeah. gone, populated a of that. that a little bit. I think
2: yeah, so. by talking, but yeah. But the expanded idea. player's guide at least walks you through just to make sure, like, you know, did you think about mm-hmm. this? No. Nah. You know, even like maybe humans don't exist in your society at all what whatever well, yeah that's that, that are that is
0: yeah, that's one of the questions you want to ask yourself um what sentence species do you have and then, know you got the you got shark people you're pretty much only shark people for me I don't know what are you thinking, Stefan, for your setting uh, there uh
2: since a lot, lot of nature uh, mixed in with the uh like, Old, a uh, classical Greek stuff. I thought of having almost like an elven-like race. That's the okay. dominant race. I'm not sure yeah. if I would. That would be the only race. It could be variations of uh, of these elves. A bit yeah. like there's variation of humans. You yeah, know, yeah. Just or even like rather than Tyrannoth, has a couple of types of elves. You know the yep. you know, the high elves and so forth. So you could you could de- cool. I could develop that a little bit. I would see like. On the home empire, you'd have the almost high elves, city elves, and then the frontier elves would be a variation on the wild elves, perhaps, or wood elves. Cool.
0: That's pretty cool. I think for me, I think I might, I think I'm thinking just humans now. I'm normally not one that just plays humans. I'm normally playing the, you know, when I'm playing in my favorite D Shift 7D. Um, game I'm normally playing goblins or freaking halflings or dwarves, right? But um, or, or, I don't or, know. Or... Here, here in this, in this, um, in this setting, I'm almost thinking you go. I I go with making the humans the different variants of humans, right? Mm-hmm. Using the different. Um, I think from the core book and between the core book and the expanded guide, I think you can hit any if you want cunning to be your main stat or presence to be your main stat just pick it it doesn't matter and
2: there's Um, a few other people out there uh, who've produced like uh different archetypes for humans and other supplements so yeah totally pull that in too
0: um definitely the post-apocalyptic setting in the expanded players guide i think there's probably i think there's some archetypes there for like the survivor definitely that would be maybe the main one for sure yeah so, all right, cool. Um, and then, and then the last, I think it looks like the last part of this section here, there's a handful of, um, the actually more than a the handful, there's a few questions here that they're asking where you're establishing your societies and cultures. Questions like, yeah. pick one thing about your society or its culture that you would call its ideal. What would it be?
2: Yeah, or it's stereotype, yeah.
0: Uh-huh. What is the story your society tells itself about its origins? That's an interesting one, right?
2: Well, yeah, lots of worlds or cultures even on, on Earth, you know, that has uh, different ways of interpreting the creation myth of the world. So. Yep.
0: Oh, here right. we go. Here's a good one. Pick three things about your society that you love. Pick three things that you hate. <laughs> That's cool. Those are yeah. interesting.
2: Um, um, specific, which what what is a one specific action habit or ritual this culture or, or species has? That can be cool. Mm-hmm. What is your
1: society's strongest ally? Um, mm-hmm.
2: okay.
1: So when you're looking at different societies, what where do they the where do they seek allies, and, and mm-hmm. whom amongst them are their allies? Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. And the I'm flip side question. is what is its most dangerous foe? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I'm Big thinking as another. I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Also in my world, and I was thinking, adding maybe another race, maybe of, uh, of small halflings, they live outside of the home empire, and they almost build these small settlements on the backs That's of right. these huge, huge monsters. Dinosaurs?
3: Yeah.
2: Dinosaurs, or even giant, huge turtles, like a small city on nice. a turtle. Nice. <laughs> With instead of defensive walls, yeah, you know, they're battlements all, all around the edge of the shell. <laughs> nice.
3: <laughs>
2: okay, and then the That's next cool. one is
1: like, what's what is the social fabric of the society now? Is there a strong age or wealth-based hierarchy? You know, um, in this case, and you know, like for instance, in my setting, you know, it's definitely about strength. It's about you know, who's your the, your warrior prowess. yeah yeah. um are there major warring factions do the try do the various packs war against each other um is there there a strict class structure and of course there is in in a in a society like that there's going to be a a caste system
0: one of the questions you can ask yourself tony is when two packs do they ever go after the same dungeon when that ever happened
1: that would be would more they like have... an allies where do do packs ally with each other to create, you know, super groups?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, do you they have several packs
1: them. living in an area in an area? Are they peaceful with each other? Are they yeah. at, are they at war? Um, yeah, competing for resources.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's um, a good question. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, again, people, these are, these are good questions. Mm hmm. What happens to those who break the norms of society? Exactly. And uh, and then
1: last but not least of the questions you ask yourself is what is the overall economy of your setting? Because uh-huh. um, economy in the case, like, for instance, of my of my surface dwellers, them being trying to establish a monopoly. Well, a monopoly of what? What resource yeah. are they trying to monopolize? Is it all resources? Was it uh, – who are they trying to monopolize? I mean, if you're trying to monopolize, you obviously have someone you're selling to. If these are the only two races that are here, that's kind of – are. were they selling to the shark people? No, I want to develop that out. I want to – what was their yeah. motivation? Who were they trying to sell that for? What were they trying to sell this resource to or or the, the, the refined good that they made from that resource, um, so to speak? And um, Right.
0: So we want to kind of flesh all that out. Yeah, I think I think for mine it might be, you know what I think? I I don't know. For some reason I get I get the vision of um, of uh, what's her name? Um, from um, episode seven, cleaning parts that she just salvaged, um, (laughs) just selling and bartering, right? And um. I'm seeing this survival lean kind of barter based system for economy and buy setting. They're just finding this this steampunk technology that they don't really don't know what it happens, but there might be oh. people who can tinker with it and kind of make it work every once in a while and could be. Well, will bring
1: stuff. me into a next section, I think, in a way.
0: Good. Um, where
1: we get into step six, there's right. a part of that where you'll want to look at something that already exists out there that you could borrow from if you were going to do that. And um, we'll get to that, but um, cool. so in part six, it says to fill in the details and determine the rules that you want to use in your setting. Um, and um, in this case, we've done entire episodes for our settings previously on how to create skills. And how mm-hmm. to create talents and how yep. to create careers and archetypes, species and all of that. What I really wanted to focus on in this section is kind of the alternate or optional rules, because there's so many alternate optional rule sets out there in um, as far as supplements that are on um, the the drive uh, drive through RPG in the in the, okay. you know, yeah. in there. And I'm thinking one for you, Chris, that would work is the salvage.
0: Absolutely, setting.
1: you could mm-hmm. borrow from that that
0: salvage system. Yes, I would actually. If if I would ever write, yeah, I'll I'll put it this way: if I would ever write this up, not saying I will, but. I'll, I'll put this out to anybody else who would, who would go through this process. And if they would write up something and they would find somebody who's created something as brilliant as that salvage setting and that salvage <laughs> system, I would reference it. I would contact the creator reach of out that, reach out to them and say, hey, look, this is what I've created. Can I use it? Can I yeah. reference your material and say, hey. You need to get this guy's stuff. Go get it to use mine. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, or how would you want, you know, and maybe you reach out to this person. How do you want to work this? How do you want to do it? Or whatever.
2: That's it. Can I I borrow your kind of mechanic for this and tweak it for my setting? And of course, giving you credit, of course, uh, credit is due. Yeah, it's credit. And I
0: don't know how that works. I'm not in Hmm. that publishing realm of, how to do it, but reaching out to the creator mm. of rules for that is would be my first step. Absolutely, yeah. Tony. That's kind of what I was thinking. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah,
2: of course. So, if you're now, just using it for yourself and not publishing it, then you don't have to...
0: <laughs> for
1: me, I have one in mind, but did you have anything, Stefan, that you would kind of think of as alternate rules? You know, because the magic is an alternate rule set, but I think you're pretty yeah. dead set on having some kind of magic in your setting. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, uh, but I just... It's not a magic where people actually wield magic as a force itself by just using words and uh, or scrolls or uh, or gestures. It's they actually have to magic is like like locked into something, and they have to unlock it that way to get an effect. Uh, maybe akin to using rune stones. That could be one one way of or view... Or maybe mimicking or, effects from yeah e-morge. from Ember. Yeah, from Keyforge that's another option. Because you've got uh, a resource, I, you've got the That's the it. So adamantum. That's, Yeah, that's what it would look like, you know, and you could use crafting crafting rules from uh Tyranoth if possible. But yeah, definitely Keyforge seems to uh to fit quite well, you know, with uh with uh this adamantum being uh multi purpose sometimes. Uh, maybe not having all the effects that Amber has in Keyforge, it may not grant powers. It might not. It might not be a race, uh, or not, not a race, but a career based off it. But maybe you uh, might not be able to eat cool. it or make bread out of it. Maybe not. Maybe not. Still, <laughs> so, uh, that would be definitely different, one of the things to to uh, to establish: what can you do and what can you not do with it. Would it be? Would it be that's important? A currency. It Maybe. could be part of currency. Uh, I mean, look at look at ancient China and Jap- Japan. They use uh, a monetary unit called koku, uh, which basically is enough rice to feed one man for one year or one person for one year. Okay. So as a as a currency as a currency. So how payment? Yeah. So how much of this adamantum would would supply you with enough let's say uh whether it's power or uh you could trade for food you know uh, gotcha that can cool. be something uh now yeah a bit of alchemy oh, it's almost weird science kind of thing using this uh the stone it sort of you, you can use it in some items and it sort of unlocks it whether it's a combination of alchemy or uh, and metal and it gives off power when combined with, you know, brass and uh, and bronze and uh, some basic iron. Nice, that's cool, dude. Now,
1: for me, um, I talked to you a little bit about it before we started recording, Stefan. I um, I have recently purchased decks for the new Keyforge um, set. Um, Dark Tidings is what it's called, and this, there's there's a there's a mechanic for playing the game. He forged a card game in there that's built into the new expansion for high and low tide. And right. I think it would be kind of um, cool oh. to incorporate role rules for high and low tides, maybe maybe characters, and I, I have this idea. I had this idea, not and, and I would obviously play test it. Um, but how okay, my it says right here at the top of my setting my characters are superheroes. So first mm-hmm. of all, I'm going to use the Heroic Talents from Taranoth, yep. Yep. Um mm-hmm. as to kind of set that as you choose your talent, it's earned XP. Now, maybe I would crank it up a little higher, and instead of going every 50 earned XP, I'd go with every 30 earned XP. You get a point that you could put towards your Heroic Power. Okay, But then... Right. I had I, I had this kind of idea of what I'd like to do. Um, so for the species creation rules in um, Keyforge, there's this huge list of powers that you could have, right? right. Um, and things that your species features, as they were called. Um, and I like the idea of every character would roll two you have one that you can use during high tide and one that Mm. you can use during low tide so you have your powers (laughs) kind of change with the tides um that's pretty neat dude and that would be a unique role rule to the setting that would make it unique and individual and fun to play um right and of course that then the changing of the tides would be something that the you know, the GM could uh, use maybe a player rolled uh, despair, and the tide changes in mid combat. Oh wow. um, Otherwise, it's kind of a narrative thing. It's narratively, it's high yeah. tide right now, but right. Uh, during combat, you could have this rule that any you could have as a as a as a rule: if if your opponent rolls a despair, you can change the tide. Awesome. Uh, so, you know, your adversaries are maybe they're a little bit more powerful than a high tide. And as a player, one of the bad guys
0: rolls a despair. <laughs> We're going low tide. Woo-hoo! You know, <laughs> <laughs> OK, Tony, I have a question for you. Yeah. Related to that. Now, it goes without saying you're going to be using the super characteristics. Yes. Right now. Singular.
1: A singular super characteristic.
0: Well, why don't you pick two? One for high tide, one for low tide. Now, that's
1: not that a bad could be, idea. That
0: could be potentially related to their ability that they select. Instead of so a separate power. Both. It's both.
1: Or, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to link look it, at both.
0: That a they different could link
1: characteristic
0: for like high like, okay, and low tide. Here's a question. I like Here, that. So, so, here's a thought. So, maybe... Maybe one person has I don't know I'm just saying maybe one has like they pick like cunning and strength maybe. cunning and brawn yeah cunning and brawn right and um one ability is for them to I don't know whirlwind attack I don't know what the hell the abilities are what the fuck right that <laughs> right. You, you link that to your brawn and then um the low tide ability is something like a like a blurring or maybe a shifting ability or whatever. That that can that they can link to their cunning or whatever, so it, mm-hmm. it, it you know it it kind of augments that super ability, and you have the super characteristic kind of linked to it. It's just thought, just no, throwing it out there. That's for you.
1: A, I like that. That's an interesting way of looking at it.
0: And you still have the one characteristic. Yeah, like you were doing, but right, it's, it's one
1: at a given. I like that. That's interesting. That's a neat way to do it. And then, and then of could course, you morph. still have your, your heroic ability that makes you... It's always on. It's or, always or, something or, that you just activate build. with your story points.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, they could even morph, too, in a way. Yeah. Where you have, like, if you do have that brawny or intellectual, if they pick them both, right? Maybe during the, the high tide, it, it just kind of bulks up a little bit, almost kind of werewolfing out, you know? Or, or sharking. Or sh- we're sharky now, right? <laughs> yeah. you know? whatever you want to call it, um,
2: sharky sharky. You know,
0: or, and then and then he becomes like kind of a geek at like the low tide because he's got like that intellect going, right? I don't know, I don't know. Just, uh, just I don't it know.
1: A, it kind of gave me that's why I came to. I had this idea with the tides mechanic,
0: yeah, and I'm I sure that I great. would
1: flesh it out. Um,
0: Pretty cool though.
1: The list like of it. powers, um, and maybe maybe the cl- the the character maybe the player, instead of doing it by a random roll, uh, the player chooses their high tide and their low tide characteristic and then d- under that characteristic is a list of powers that they can either roll or choose, um, choose from. Hmm? And then right. likewise um, and that's each characteristic. That way if you don't get like, okay, during the low tide, my cunning gets the super yes. characteristic oh, and I gain... Yeah. I gain two extra arms and I, they're swords at the tips of them. What? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know, I know. Or, I know. Something tied to the cunning. I would. I would tied That'd create its own to seven. the cunning. Yes, tied. You said tied yes. to the cunning.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. punning, dude. We're punning tonight, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I I like the concept, and I would do that. And of course, still like I said, the heroic abilities is a great starting point
0: mm-hmm. for superheroes. Um, It's in the name, too. It's heroic. I mean, come on. It's an ability that's just above and beyond what you've got. You can activate it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But anyhow, yeah, that's what I was thinking for mine. Cool, dude. Um, Yeah. I like it. And, of course, with my technology level, I don't need any special technology rules. Like, Chris, you're a steampunk. You may want to have some special technology rules.
0: I will. I will Um, be having some special technology rules and they and and they're going to be related to a a a lower level of technology at, at a whole finding advanced technology and how do you make it work that's going to be the mechanics the rules i would need to come up with for some of that i don't know what you do with that yeah that would be a challenge mm mm-hmm. But mine, yeah.
1: mine's simple yeah. Renaissance level or fantasy level technology. So swords, you know, bows, oh, yeah. yep. or harpoons, um, crossbows, um, spears, things like that. That's really where my technology level sits. So I'm, I don't need any special rules for that. That's, that's right, done right, tearing off, it's done. Um, mm-hmm. I could just yeah. use that stuff right there. So, yeah, yep
3: very
1: good. Cool. Oh, yep. But you Stefan, you got any any further ideas on this?
2: No, no, I think uh I think that any more what I've brainstorming got brainstorming so for you. Yeah, no, I think it's pretty good what I've got so far, I mainly. Mean, like,
0: we finding any more narratives for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: you no. Know. By talking, you know, we've thrown around some ideas. So I've, and sometimes I think of some other stuff I've seen, read about, you know, there's yeah. books I've read or even uh, old comic books I've uh, pulled out. Uh, Michael and I, uh, the other day, watched the movie uh, Valerian, which is based oh, off an old co- uh, French comic book called Valerian. That's a neat
0: looking movie. If yeah. I remember the one you're thinking of. That was a yeah. neat looking movie.
2: Yeah. And it's based off an old French uh, comic book. Um and I uh, had a couple of nice stories. One of them uh, where the two explorers, Valeria and Laureland mm-hmm. go into this hollow world. Yeah. You know, because it's a, it's a planet spinning out of control, uh, maybe dislodged from its own solar system. And it's about to crash into this other solar system, planetary systems with new colonies, and it'll mm-hmm. throw everything out of whack. So, And then they discover there's a society living inside the world. They, but they don't know what goes on beyond. They've never explored it, and they fight. There's two nations that fight amongst each other. One is ruled by men. One is ruled by women. Uh, so you mm-hmm. got that. But the the world, mm-hmm. uh, the city state ruled by women, are very they're very large women, very Viking like almost. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. With their with the art, all, all the architecture being sometimes somewhat gothic, uh, a little darker. Mm-hmm. And then the society ruled by men is very bright and Renaissance and very they're, they're a little smaller and very prim and proper and they all they all like beauty and makeup on the uh, beautiful men kind of thing
1: <laughs> so, so the women perform death by snoo snoo
2: <laughs> practically yeah <laughs> I mean there are still men and women in the other society, but usually they're second class so in the <laughs> death in by one, yeah so in the society ruled by men by women, there are men, but they perform all the uh you know uh menial tasks they raise the children they clean stuff they uh <laughs> they're used as cannon fodder as well whereas the women are uh the elite warriors and then the men uh and the other society women do everything including uh fight for them and they just stand back enjoying you know their their hookah pipes and uh <laughs> and watching the fight from afar <laughs> nice wow so, yeah well, the last like, thing
1: we want to cover mm-hmm. um were you done yep, I'm done okay. uh the last thing we want to cover, and that is um so you've got your you've got your setting you've done all the work you've laid out how your you some of your skills and talents that you're going to use you've got your archetypes and your careers you've got your special rules all written up. <laughs> how do you get players? Well, you need an elevator pitch, you need an yeah. overview you need a a two. To five sentence description of your setting that will make people want to play it Um, that's right it's you know simple gets to the heart of what you're doing
0: um Mm -hmm. and or you just ask people who you know will say yes like our (laughs) gaming hoe daryl yeah Yeah,
1: (laughs) i mean mean, the man never says no so i mean exactly so those I, get, I
2: guarantee out there,
1: we could get Daryl to play all three of these settings without even asking. No, that's that's
2: right. <laughs> and they'll create characters with detailed backgrounds in them and everything. Mm-hmm.
0: They'll all probably be paladins. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> twins. No, they'll
2: be twins with redheads.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, uh, yeah, it, it, no. you want an overview for your setting that kind of encompasses it all, but that's really how it kind of came out. Right? Yeah. Wow,
0: so these are, um,
2: we all these got are... three very different, very interesting settings. We do. I think I, I would play in any one of them. <laughs> Just totally to try it. Would. At least as a one shot, uh, the one I, would shot totally,
0: t- I totally would play one of those halflings on a dinosaur, though, in your
2: setting there. Yeah. yeah. I'd yeah. want to play one of the <laughs> bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't say there would be bad guys. Just opponents, yeah. this <laughs> way bad Maybe it's the elves that are the bad guys.
0: And Tony, um, yeah, I'd like to play it. a shark.
2: Yeah. A shark. A <laughs> shark lumberjack. A shark. That's lumberjack. a kelp jack, thank you. Kelp jack, yeah. Yeah, kelp coral, jack. Ew. Coral
0: jack. A coral jack. He's a coral <laughs> jack. Come on. That's totally gotta be a career, by the way. Coral uh, jack. Yeah, whatever. You have to have a gatherer's dude. You gotta have a gatherers in your society. They gotta be gathered coral. <laughs> How the hell do they make your houses?
1: Oh,
2: they just don't you don't
0: need them? They're nomads. <laughs>
2: okay. I'll play a hammerhead.
1: Sharks, they just keep swimming. <laughs> hammerhead. Oh, Holy gosh. crap! Well, folks, that's pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs>
2: there you yeah. go. So, go out there if you don't know what kind of setting you want to create. You know, maybe this is a good uh, leaping off point.
1: Hey, take any one of the ones that we rolled up and run with it if you
0: want. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not going to run <laughs> this one, ever. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, maybe not, but it's a
0: good <laughs> exercise. I'm, I'm totally not either, <laughs> by the way. Everybody, that kind of, it got pretty crazy. Could be interesting. Yeah, a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> but but maybe yeah. with a few glasses of Fireball,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, World's Hot, Fireball, mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: I'm definitely going to need a lot of rum Mm. (laughs) And that's when we ask Who drank all the rum? Tony did (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: right Oh, which by the way I got some cherry rum wood pellets For the
2: new grill (laughs) Ah, Of course
0: (laughs) And on that note
2: All right, so that was our uh, Books of Genesis segment, and now we're on to part three of the show, Advantageous Threats. This is where we build, roll, and narrate dice results on some sample skill checks for our entertainment, and hopefully yours. And this time, we're back to part two uh, that Chris is running for us. Very special segment. Take it away, Akuris Holmes.
0: Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, on day two of the Lumberjack Universe Championship from the Zoll homeworld of, well, Zol. <laughs> I don't care what you say, Big Joe, can the humidity be 150%? I think so. <laughs> it's hot in this jungle. The homeworld of rain here, by the way, yeah. one of our new hatchets yes. came this year to the tournament looking to earn... They're new flannel vestments to be called lumberjack. So let's get to know them a little bit more. Um, Rain, what
2: do you enjoy doing when you're not lumberjacking? Ah, uh, when not lumberjacking and chopping down trees and taking down the foes of the of the forest, Rain likes to create these zen-like sand and plant gardens with very intricate lines. And uh, the shades of uh, various leaves, the light and the shadow uh, playing. And it helps m- him meditate and center himself before facing uh, the uh, the evils and uh, tribulations of the world. Very nice.
0: Very nice. And then, uh, oh, look who we have here. Uh, Maple. Maple, what do you enjoy doing when you're not lumberjacking? Well I'm a big fan of uh, hockey
1: uh and uh, uh and uh pastries. Uh and uh I really love going to local pubs uh with my friends. Uh, I like to bar
0: hop. Uh that's pretty much it. Don't you know?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that's uh, and, and that's Big
2: Canadian. Joe says, that's Canadian cultural appropriation, and I resent it.
0: <laughs> Joe says
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> You hoser!
0: All right, you get a, you get a, you get an inspiration point. No. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does is
2: totally useless in this particular <laughs> uh, yeah exactly yeah, Please, yeah, yeah. all right <laughs> i get a so, Benny, though, but...
0: just, yeah there you get a Benny. all right so um so yeah we're um back at our lumberjack multiverse championship we have our events last time we did the standing block job the single buck and the speed climbing events where uh maple is actually up two to one um rain actually took the speed climbing um what do you call it event mm-hmm. on that um so right now all three story points are in the gm pool um, and as we start day two of the competitions the competitors are um grabbing their axe um, getting ready to do the springboard chop now The springboard chop is a climb of a height to nine feet using two springboard placements of a chop uh, through a 12 inch diameter aspen log um, mounted on the top. Um, What they have to do is they have to first put a notch in the aspen log, put the springboard in the side of the notch, climb onto the springboard, chop a second notch into the Aspen, put a second springboard into the notch, climb onto that, and then chop off the top of the Aspen log. I
2: actually seen that event on TV. It's pretty slick. It's it's pretty
0: neat. Now, this is going to require, and as we were doing these, we're doing a combination of uh, two checks. Um, This one is going to be an average athletics check and an average melee heavy check. We're gonna add up the total number of successes, threats, not uh, uh, advantages and triumphs, to get the total. Um, and in this first competition, this first event, um, we're gonna have Rain go first here. So, right. why don't you make your average athletics check All right.
2: first? Yeah, so average uh, is two purple. I've got mm-hmm. two, gre- two green. Mm-hmm. All that. So there you go. So. I believe that is it. So uh, we'll proceed. So don't worry. roll the mm-hmm. dice. Okay. Sounds good yep. to me. So unfortunately, zero successes and a threat. Okay. Zero, comma,
0: zero, comma, zero. Yeah. All of right.
2: Thing, athletics is not his best stuff.
0: <laughs> no. Um, climbing obviously isn't for the bug either um you uh (laughs) you have um kind of slipped a little bit hit your knee Mm -hmm. um so you're gonna get a uh setback die on your melee heavy check when you do it so right let's go to maple to do his athletics check here as you're going so you guys are going side by side kind of at the same time so we're gonna do maple's athletics check as you're going
1: Okay. Uh, right now I have a one yellow, two green,
0: and, uh, two difficulty pool. Um, okay. Sounds good. You know, but, you know, I think you were, you know, you were, you are out bar hopping last night. Your buddies came to Zal, I think. Whew, I'm going to have to oh flip boy. a, I'm going to have to flip a story point here. So why don't you flip one of them? <laughs> and I need to make, I need to keep track of that, don't I? Be in the. GM. I'm not very good at this, thing, right? Uh That's <laughs> all right. Right
1: now, they were all on your side, so one will be ours. So.
0: Two and yeah. one. Okay. There you go. You're the Another. ones die. I'm the tens die. There, there we go. go. All, right. all right. Here we go. Rolling it up. All righty.
1: Okay. And I too had uh, a wash across the board of totally. zeros. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah it, man. Everything balanced out. Uh your yeah, your upgrading caused
0: me to fail. Whoa. Well, <laughs> no. No. Your you upgrade caused nope, me to you, fail. You, <laughs> you bar hopping last night is what caused Mabel to fail. That's what So did. I think instead of instead of
1: uh <laughs> instead of uh mm-hmm. slipping and falling, he probably gets to the second board and starts to get a little queasy. Oh, yeah. He, it just hurls off the
2: uh, edge of it. Just, uh, a little, a little uh, vertigo there. Yeah, uh, so,
0: so you, guys, you guys are just hopping up. Rain just kind of slips and just kind of... Uh, he gets up there. Maple blows chunks. Now you guys are just trying to, like, just hack through the
2: top of this thing. So, Rain, go ahead and make your melee, I, melee uh, heavy check. <laughs> this, time, this time I've got two yellow, two cool. purple, and my setback dice from my threat. Sounds good to me. That looks good. Um, maybe the previous, but before all this, I forgot to, do, maybe to mention, mm-hmm. maybe this is where he tr- tr- tries to focus. He remembers his, ex- his exercises in his sand uh, zen garden there. And he's tr- just trying to think of the, the precise motions. To, uh, does he get a boost eye?
0: Does he get a boost? Die?
2: As maybe for uh,
0: can? Yeah, I would consider that like a kind of yeah. He's focusing and kind of aiming there. I'll, I'll allow it. Sure. All right.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Tyrol. roll. Oh, good grief! I suck at this game. <laughs> Zero successes, but two advantage.
3: Okay. Well, that. My could boost still...
2: dice, my boost dice and setback dice were were, uh, were blank. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs>
2: All right. <clears throat> Yeah, sounds good. The so yeah, you're maybe extra asking. time, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Well, let's see let's see how um let's see how maple fares yeah. here. Let's
1: I see. I've got? purged.
0: <laughs> so
1: yes. I I'm gonna feel lighter in the stomach.
3: Yeah. But I'm
1: gonna have a little good bit of extra swing here. I'm gonna go ahead uh, upgrade. There
0: you go. The, All right
1: with a player story point, so all right. um, putting so, ba- all of them back in your pool again.
0: All right, that sounds good yeah. to me. That's all right, all I, right. Got <laughs> Sorry, I got it. Sorry, I got a competition
2: here I can use them on, all right. <laughs> That's good. All we right, got three uh, points uh, on our uh, RPG sessions, too. I'm
1: also aiming.
0: There. Yeah, you can
1: oh, think yeah. it's right. Oh, yeah,
0: I, I forgot know. to aim.
2: aim. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I didn't even have to ask for that boost. Die. I gave it to myself.
0: <laughs> <here you> go. <laughs> All right,
1: That's
2: okay. I'm new, I'm
0: new. I'm new to this game. I don't know you what are. the hell is going on. Are. I mean, you know, we're talking, what is a five fifth generation lumberjack? Is that what? You know
1: what? He's been taught to breathe at the top of the pole here at the top to breathe uh. and aim twice. So just
0: oh, he's gonna take a couple of strain too. Oh,
1: okay, man. All right, GM, are you happy with my pool? or Are you going to?
0: It sounds like it's pretty. Ha- I'm pretty happy with it. Sure.
1: You're gonna not gonna upgrade this one?
0: No, I'm good with it. I'm good.
1: All right. Oh God.
3: <laughs> oh, good. Grief. Zero you
1: successes can't... again. What? Four advantage though. <laughs> oh, that would be the difference. Did you try it yeah. or no?
3: No, no try, no,
1: But no, for advantage. No, zero, zero success. So I'm probably did the whole breathing exercises, lined up the shot while
0: breathing. Still hacking. Still hacking. A little bit of bile came up. <laughs> you're, dry, you're dry even a little bit. But, but I power those... through it. You do. I mean, you literally power through it. I mean, you're, yeah. you at 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 a few a few swings there, you actually sync up with your, and you actually get behind <laughs> it. And that that's the difference. That's the you know that's the two you know with with rains two advantage to your four advantage. The yeah. event goes to Maple. Yeah. Even though you guys don't. Didn't roll any successes. Nope. <laughs> Maple <laughs> does finish first because he actually synced up his hurling. I'd with, like
1: to spend two of those swinging. advantage. To, Absolutely. Uh, heal the strength what? from Yeah,
0: my you aim. can. You totally could. Yeah, because you get down and you're like, oh, yeah. One of your buddies from last night's like, oh, here you go, you hoser. <laughs> he gives you like a brew. Like, here you go. There you go, uh, you know, hair of the dog, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks for the holes and <laughs> That's right.
0: It's one uh, of those light loggers, I do yeah. believe. <laughs>
1: All right. <laughs> we didn't drink their bats right. last night. That's my problem.
0: <laughs> exactly. righty, then. Um, okay. So that was the springboard shop taken by Maple. Yeah. All right, now, the next competition. So we take a little bit of breather here while the rest mm-hmm. of the com- competitors finish the springboard chop. and yeah. Then we go to the double-bit axe throw. Um, Basically, you're going to be doing three throws of an axe. It's going to be... Um, uh, you're gonna be. We're gonna be using the improvised rules here to throw a two-handed axe at th- short range, um, and uh, you know it's gonna be an it's gonna be short range, so it's gonna be an easy range light check. Um, it's gonna be one setback die and one threat. All right. Um, and you're gonna be doing three throws, um, and we're just gonna total up the number of successes. Um, if any. well there's that um and you know and that would that'll basically and what these competitions do is you know successes would be would be um you know closest to like the bullseye would be the number of like points that you would get so you would you would get a number of points for the bullseye and then there's a ring outside of it and then there's a ring outside of that um and then that's what these successes kind of would would represent triumphs could be you know, would be your bullseyes, I would think, maybe. Potentially. I don't know. So, uh... Don't be doing that. Who's editing my freaking thing?
2: That's because you're having the numbers in the wrong places. It's supposed to be successes, triumphs, and advantages. and You add the the numbers in the triumphs column. (laughs) Whatever, dude. According to your notes. (laughs) Whatever, dude.
0: Get All right. out of my notes. So I'm first, right? Yes, Maple, you're first. Stop <laughs> it! Right. Stephen, stop it! Stop um, it! So me <laughs> up. I'm
2: my OCD. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> yep. Go ahead. All right.
1: I'm going to um spend my or aim this axe. I'm aiming, and uh like I said, family taught me double aim. Kip. Okay. So. There I'm at. Two
0: green, two blue, a black, a purple, and a threat. Okay. Sounds good to me. This is your first throw. So you got three. more. You got two more. So
3: <laughs> all right.
0: Go for it. First throw, three successes,
1: two threat, and
2: What's a despair.
1: <laughs> How'd I get a despair?
2: Because you put the despair oh, symbol I, instead sorry, of threat. Sorry, I added a
1: despair, not a threat. So it's actually a threat. three successes, three threat. <laughs> I added despair, not threat.
2: Oh, how long have you been playing this game?
1: Uh, no, shut up. I'm <laughs> drunk.
0: You're drunk already? No, my That's, character is. Your character drunk. <laughs> That's great. Um, All right. We're going to be successes. immersed. <laughs> three successes, threat. Yeah. yeah three and, and three. a despair. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. How uh, many threat? Uh, I had
1: three successes, three,
0: three threat, three threat. All right. Okay. You're gonna get an extra. You're gonna get an extra setback, diner next throw. Are we alternating throws? Yeah. Okay. Um. Up to you. Well, that what? Yeah, you know what? We'll just yeah, we'll just alternate. Just because okay. it's it's more fun that way.
2: Okay. What
0: they would what they do in, in in the normal competitions is you would throw your three, get your score. The next competitor would come up and do it. But we'll just alternate it here just because it's more fun that way.
2: Okay. All right. So okay. I've got three green, purple, mm-hmm. the black, of course, and the threat. I use the right symbol. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to double aim. So two boost oh, dice. Two boost dice Sorry. and two strain. And strain. <laughs> so uh that's uh that's my dice pool, roll it. Okay. Ooh two successes, three advantage. Ooh. Ooh. Advantage. Nice. Okay. I'd like like to use at least two of these advantage to give me a boost dice on the next roll. Sounds good to me.
0: And one advantage um, Mm -hmm. would be...
2: How would you like to use that last advantage? Uh, In this. Well, I got I got it a little closer to the bullseye than I thought. <laughs> okay. righty. With a nice now. flourish, even though I'm tiny compared to the Musator, I managed Just with my technique. extra technique. yeah with technique. my extra extra arm, maybe mm-hmm. making it tumble and twist, uh, almost like giving it a curve, which impresses uh, the people. <laughs>
0: Ooh, curbing it around the thing. Sweet. Yeah all right Okay, a little maple. pepper on it <laughs> nice all right maple second throw all right
1: same thing double aiming uh although i have an extra setback die and i actually chose the threat symbol this time perfect <laughs> so you don't get a despair okay right excellent um, i'm okay with my pool because the story
0: points are all still in the gm side yeah <laughs> Okay, go ahead and I'll, I'll go ahead and flip one here because, you know, that technique that Rain used, you're yes. like, you're questioning yourself. You're like, oh, no, I think, do I have to step first, then <laughs> throw? Or is it stepping and throwing? You're like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, so there you go. All right, I'm upgraded. Just questioning
0: your whole existence.
1: Now I'll roll a real despair. We'll see. Uh, zero success is two advantage. Oh. Okay.
0: <laughs> Alrighty,
1: <laughs> then. Outside the, it goes low. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, get out still, of my head.
0: Get yeah. out of my head. Still hits, Get out of my still head. Still
2: the the target though.
0: At least he didn't well, go over the he target. Did, he didn't really get any points on that one. Oh. It was, and then then you're thinking to yourself, fuck, step and throw at the same time. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> i you like to do with your with your
1: uh, advantage? to advantage. I'm gonna yeah. glare menacingly at the little guy and just you're going down, <laughs> little man. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna
2: give him a setback die. Nice. All right. All right. Yeah. So add an extra setback then. <laughs> I'm doing that. All right. All right. Okay. So I got my pool. I've got. I'm double aiming still. So two okay. and and a, another a third boost dice because of my own uh, advantage. I'm giving. Okay. Uh, because he did a really cool throw, even though he's being glared at. It's like,
0: <laughs> you are. You're thinking, yeah. And then I'll oh, go ahead and f- let's flip another story point there. Just put a second oh. one in your pool, just because I'm, oh, okay. you know, that kind of guy. Right, yeah, so I'm being nice, right? You know, yeah. just okay, so helping you guys. You know, I'm helping you guys out there. Yeah. And the but reason was, for this one, and the story, you know, and the reason for this one is, you're um, you're also kind of thinking, yeah, man, you know, my technique was perfect. Is perfect. But you noticed what Maple did. He like mm-hmm. stepped then through. Now you're starting to question. You're like,
2: oh, well, uh, wait a minute. But, yeah, did but I, I spend a, but but a story point too because I think, thinking, no, no, what I did worked. So I can continue <laughs> to do what I'm doing. Right, Although so there's. The one you had back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, now I've got a yellow, two greens, right. three blue and a red, and two green, and a threat. <laughs> Do it. Perfect. Go for it. Three successes, oh. four advantage. Oh. <laughs> three, six, four, four, so again, advantage. with the third arm, just making it spin even a little bit better than, uh, than last time.
0: Sweet. So you have three That's arms up. on this axe instead of yeah. two. Great. And okay. Big Joe's up there going, oh, oh, look at that technique. I I wish I had a third arm like that. <laughs> that would be that would be so good. Look at how he how he gets he gets an extra spin on the axe like that. Yeah, he spun
2: on himself great. a bit, like a <laughs> like a shot putter. <laughs> Oof nice. And I'll then I'll, he looks a little bit smugly at uh, at Mabel, using two of, the, of his advantage to give him a setback. <laughs> oh. oh! So you're getting like a stink eye. Oh so yeah, yeah cool. and I'll and I'll use bug two bug advantage bug. to uh, to recover a couple of strain.
0: Okay, sounds good. All
2: right, Maple, last throw, third throw. What you got?
1: Fifth generation lumberjack. Of <laughs> I will not be outdone <laughs> by a bug, um,
2: termite. Ah, <laughs> bug. <laughs> Man- mantis, mantis.
1: I I understand that mm-hmm. this is strictly for show. No self-respecting Lumberjack would disarm himself by throwing his axe. <laughs> he would use his psionic abilities for ranged attacks.
3: <laughs> yes, uh, so
1: therefore, yeah. I will be upgrading my check All right. um, as nice. I psych myself up before this. Hmm? No way. Double aim. So I'm at six strain okay. now.
0: <laughs> okay. Now, I'm um, going to go ahead and flip one back, because you might accidentally <laughs> use your cyanic power. <laughs> <laughs> and that axe might <laughs> <makes laughs> just go into the freaking water. Who knows, right? Right.
2: Okay. Taking out one of the
0: judges. <laughs> well, All right. the spares, I mean, yeah. You know, you know, whenever you mix alcohol, axes, and lumberjacks, things mm-hmm. can get kind of crazy. All right, just Just two solid successes. Okay, well, puts him in the lead. It does put him in the lead. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All
2: right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So rains my final.
0: Got your rain.
2: Yeah. So I'll flip a story point because he's feeling confident. He's got uh, Mm -hmm. the groove going. And I'm going to
0: flip them back, too. Why are you flipping yours? Because you got the groove going. All right. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah.
0: yeah. And you're flipping it back. So there you go. So it's still two on my side and one on the player's side now. Exactly. And and I'm double aiming. You are. Huh? So. Okay. Now you are feeling the pressure here, kind of, because homeworld, Zal, you know, grandmother, grandmother mantis.
2: Well that's you for that.
0: the first time your whole family probably your whole like hive
2: Oh, hive, of, like, yeah. Whole clutch. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are we oh. talking like a thousand? Like Well, these no, the brothers and sisters or? Mantis are usually a little smaller, you know, maybe 20 25. Okay, yeah, 20 25. Okay, yeah. I mean, but they're all here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Plus okay. I've you know, and all of, all my other those are brothers and sisters. Then I've got aunts and uncles, cousins, and nephews oh, I, and nieces. What
1: kind of mantis <laughs> be related to ants? I don't get it.
2: Who knows? We're not supposed to talk about it, okay? Yeah. We're not supposed to talk <laughs> about it about to outsiders. <laughs> all right, all right, let's go. Go Roll for it the Four successes, but two <laughs> threats. Successes to
0: threat. Okay. Um, you know, I'm gonna say the four successes. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna represent that as a bullseye. Your last throw is a bullseye right in the middle. And that actually puts you actually win this competition with nine successes. Nice. And seven advantage. To um, Maple's five successes and two advantage, so.
2: So he's well, a little uh, impressed by himself, but still also like, <laughs> maybe the, to the, the threat uh, is maybe a, com- a couple of strain. He feels bad for the It's like doesn't he really want to show him up? Uh, he knows it's a it's a big thing for him. He's, he he walks up to uh, to Maple and extends one of his mandibles. That was excellent. Good throwing you are you you as well you had me worried about my own technique for a moment there very good your your three-arm technique is
1: impressive if i could grow a third arm i would
2: (laughs) oh maybe we can work on that (laughs) (laughs) i
1: already have a second liver maybe
2: (laughs)
0: okay all right excellent Awesome. All right. So we're sitting after five events. We're sitting Maple at three events and Rain to two events. Mm -hmm. And um, next we come to the log rolling competition. There's really not much of an explanation that really needs to be done. You guys are going to hop on a log (laughs) and you're going to try and roll it until one of you guys falls off. Now, (laughs) the way I have... (laughs) abstract how this is gonna work uh watching a video of log rolling it seems like there's a lot of deception going on like oh no i'm rolling this way oh no i'm rolling this way i'm rolling this way and it's how quickly the other is trying to respond yet still um yet still trying to um stay on the damn thing okay right so, what these you are gonna both be making two checks one is gonna be your vigilance against the other person's deception, okay, okay. to see how well they're 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 telegraphing the oh, I'm gonna roll this way or whatever I'm gonna fuck you up, and then you're gonna be rolling opposed coordination checks okay, okay. um mm-hmm. you're gonna be against their coordination, so it's just gonna be. How well, however many successes, advantages, and triumphs you guys get um, right. b- versus the other person's scores. So um, I think what we'll do is we'll just have you guys roll these the vigilance checks at the same time, I think, on this. This could be fun, and we'll just okay. see who gets more successes, and then we'll see, oh, who's falling off? And then we'll do the yeah. coordination, <laughs> and then based on the coordination, we'll kind of add it up. And I don't know. We'll just see how this works. Yep.
2: <laughs> so, um, so, what's your deception? My deception where is it here. There you go. Uh, it would be for you two purple. Okay, and likewise, same for you. All right.
3: <clears throat> now, Chris, uh,
0: being a, a majestic moositor, <laughs> <the> ma- <laughs> you, just, you just said that you're a majestic moose. From <laughs> Moose Tor. Moose Tor, right. Um, yeah. We have this
1: little ability called Mind Shadowing. Oh, oh really? Rock. Get into our opponent's head. And what does yes. that give you? Now, it's discipline versus
0: discipline. to Follow their perceptions. Okay. I'm. That's at least a boost die for okay. you on this track. I, I'm not saying at I want to
1: make the, uh, the, the actual check. I just kind of no. want to... Maybe mm-hmm. get the tingle in my antlers for his surface thoughts, you know? And I like, and I'm
0: I'm thinking that's worth that that ability is is worth at least a boost die to okay. this check to give you just a All little right. bit of an advantage on that. <clears throat> Stefan, do you wanna ask me for a boost die too in some kind of reason? <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. No, no,
2: what do you got? No. Oh, yes. He's got he's got his ability of wall walker. Uh, being uh, a bug yeah uh, usually usually gives it's a it removes the difficulty to reduce falling damage when using athletics mm-hmm. coordination but it's it might not apply here well it such, w- but maybe a know, boost
0: to no no it's not going to on this it's not gonna it's not gonna do anything on the vigilance check but ask we'll talk about it on the coordination right, check no, though coordination, yeah coordination okay on the coordination better. check. right now this is the vigilance check Right, but so keep vigil- that in mind, and we'll we'll work on that in a coordination check. Sound good?
2: Yeah. Yep. No. Uh, otherwise, no. Uh, the only thing I could come up with, with vigilance is uh, with with the exception is that I'm a bug. You know, my mind is like yeah, very different from his, but uh, I don't think it would be that uh, that different. No. No. You can actually take a
0: setback die for that try. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Just, all right.
2: Go ahead. All right. So, um,
0: so right. on three, fellas. One. All right, two, two. Three, Go. All right. Wait, wait, wait. What you guys got? <laughs> All right. What'd you get, Rain? Admit your failure.
2: Yeah, right. oh. <laughs> one failure. One failure. One threat. Oh, so Why, you got I got like
1: nothing. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I only had one green as my uh, my skill. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, you're Cooper very Hall. perceptive.
1: I had yeah. three successes, two oh. advantage.
2: Yeah. Ooh. Okay, then. And is well, what is I mean moves? His boost dice was to, was to advantage as well. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: I I, okay.
1: Yeah, so,
0: so, so, you my, so your my Majestic Moose ability gave oh, you that. Oh, yeah.
1: The Majestic <laughs> Mooseator, those antlers are kind of tingly. They
0: I kind of guessed
1: what they. direction he was going to go every time.
0: Oh, yeah, don't you know. <laughs> and uh, how would you like to spend those advantages? <laughs> uh, excuse you
1: know, I like the idea of passing... Um. You know what? I'm I'm in this for the long haul, and I know I've got a lot more competition to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll just take two of my six strain off.
0: Okay, sounds good. All right, gentlemen. Okay, so let's build up your coordination checks now. Right. Um. And Stefan, mm-hmm. you said that your coordinate so. Your climbing, your wall walker ability, allows yeah. you to reduce the difficulty of climbing checks or coordination uh, checks and just the
2: falling damage
0: when I use athletics or coordination <clears <clears <throat> yeah, reduce yeah, yeah. damage. Um, you know, I'm I, you know, I'm telling you that that uh, I I think that ability is worth a boost. eye on this. All right, there for we sure. go. Excellent, and that's versus. What's your coordination it? there, um, Mr. Maple?
1: Oh my coordination! <laughs> is just, <laughs> just
0: mm-hmm. too, too, too uh, purple. purples. <laughs> Two purples, two
1: uh, purples. However,
3: yes, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. now
1: we Musitar, yeah. um, <laughs> have this thing called a runner's gate that <laughs> adds yeah. a boost die to our athletics or coordination checks when navigating obstacles.
0: This is I would consider it a log in the water an obstacle so
2: yes it right. applies right. and your your base difficulty would be uh two red and a purple
0: oh
2: uh, okay I'm well gonna... i was before i even
0: hear that um i'm definitely flipping these two story points on you all because i was waiting for this coordination check because i went to spares and people fall in the water just because right right mm. well, i'm since... looking at a two
1: green so there blue was
0: versus three red <laughs> so there was so there was one so there was one story point for the right. play, on the player side. I'm gonna say um neither uh, of us can use it. Yeah, I'm gonna say kind of on a fair side, yeah. Yeah, for that. It's fair story, yeah. Um it's raw talent, but they're all on your yeah. side. It's all raw talent. You're lumberjacks
2: for Christ's Yeah, so, <laughs> But we can still spend one each and uh an upgrade? No. <laughs> No? No, I just put them <laughs> all right. over there. All right, all right, Did all right. Did you just hear what I said, Stefan? <laughs> I was got trying. maple syrup in your ears? <laughs> yes. No, I've got, I've got a moose to in my head. Uh, soon enough. <laughs> all, all right,
0: so, you know, all Maple's right. kind of using his, you know, his majestic moose antlers to kind of know what way you're going to go, and Rain is like, I got this bug brain, you can't figure
2: it out, you little master. Yeah, and I are going to be toppling,
1: so I'm going <laughs> to topple
2: over. Yeah, or maybe this All time, right. yeah. I've got my little center of gravity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's do, roll these coordination checks. One,
0: two, three. We got...
3: Oh! oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Tony, I... go uh... ahead first this
2: time.
1: <laughs> All right. I had a single success, oh. but I had three threats. Uh-oh.
2: They... Versus my two successes, uh, an advantage, And a triumph! (gasps) Oh, (laughs) oh!
0: He's got a triumph!
2: Yeah! Oh Oh, shit! What did I just
0: do? Fuck! Oops! All right. Uh, Okay. (laughs) All right. Um.
1: So he had. uh, You missed the one advantage he had. Also, he He did have an advantage. Um, Got
0: it. Okay. one
2: One advantage. Got it all right cover a strain with the advantage okay three
0: so um (laughs) so maple has a success he has the okay two success okay so overall though then with the triumph um we still have maple with four successes overall, overall rain with two yeah Okay, um, and um, so Maple actually stays on, and I mean, wins the
2: competition. He, yeah, he wins by by default because that's what he, he was supposed to stay on. But uh, with the but triumph, the
0: thing, no. But I, I, you know what, I, I, I think I, I think it. Um,
2: how well, my idea work? for the triumph. Yeah, go ahead. Is that even though technically he he falls, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mandibles still dig into the carton bark. He spins a couple of times, but still gripped onto the log. And when everything, when the musotaurus, you know, Mabel finally stops, mm-hmm. he fi- Mabel, dripping wet, still is clinging to the log. And then gets up, and he's still there. Oh, so he- <laughs> <laughs> still impressive! Impressive as hell. Like yeah, but I'm still here. So he
0: doesn't. <laughs> so he doesn't fall off. But he was the, still. The, so he doesn't fall off the log as much okay. as Maple's still spinning the thing, yeah. and he ends it with you on it, still yep.
2: wet. And I ma- yeah, and I just managed to stop the log so that we don't. Neither one of us fall. I don't make him fall either. But I can. I stay on it. You know, shake myself a little bit. Yeah, I'm still here though. <laughs> well, you fell and you got wet, so yeah. you
0: lost, right? Oh, and, I definitely and, lost. But there, but there is. But the thing is, there is a question like the rules because like yeah well nobody really had mandibles to kind of hold on to the fucking log before they everybody exactly. went to drink but they're still attached to it and they're wet yeah I, oh I no no uh, no there he's wet he went into the water and it's yeah it's it's over so yeah. that's it
2: but it still impresses the, the yeah the, the judges yeah. and the spectators. spectators are still cheering yeah still <laughs> and what is that uh, yeah
0: and yeah like all of like whoever's like on Zoll here, never seen anything yep. like this before. Yep. They all cheer, yep. but everybody else is like, but yeah, all... he lost. Why y'all Still lost?" At
1: <laughs> three threat, right. you want me to just take three strain or?
0: The three strain. Um
2: maybe no. the, the fact that he you stayed don't. on the log no, that would give don't. him a th- you know we don't oh.
0: because when it when it spins when it spins it spins around right it spins around he falls he gets wet first and as he comes and and as he's spinning back the the log just kind of does this and you go you just fall into the water afterwards you still win the competition but you fall because he comes back up and the log just okay <laughs> you're like you weren't expecting it and you just fall into the water Okay. So you just kind of get all wet with it. <laughs> and okay. they're like,
3: ooh, what? <laughs> What's up with that? I would,
2: I would still... think that it, it ner- unnerves them a little bit, giving giving using two of the threat to uh, give him a setback dice on the next co- event. The next? Um, well, I don't know. That's an idea. It'll be on the next uh, show.
0: Well, I mean, he's... All wet. He's kind of feeling a yeah. little like, "What the hell? I should've stayed on that freaking log." Yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> nah, maybe uh, maybe one setback die in your first. Like you're like, "Man, what the heck? I'm going against this guy again." Oh, Maybe <laughs> a setback die. You still have that in your head. Yeah. So yeah. So everybody. So after six events, we have Maple in the lead with two with four um four events one but rain the bug Mm -hmm. first generation lumberjack to be potentially with two making a very impressive run definitely um Especially with the last one, staying yeah. on the rug, impressing people like things people haven't seen at the competition before. Yep. So, everybody, so we have like two more events that are like, you know, we have an underhand chop, we have boom running, we also have them Axe Melee, who will definitely, def- you know, do the winner. So, yeah. We can postpone, we can push this off to the next advantageous starts if you would like. Yep. Sounds would you like good. Sounds yeah. good? Alright. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I hope everybody else out there is like thinking oh my gosh, really? We Before we move better? on yes.
1: you never let him decide how, exactly how mechanically you're going to spend that triumph. Is he going? Is that going to upgrade his next check then <laughs> since he
0: did something no one's ever done?
2: Oh, right. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. You know what? I... Um, I I like that idea of you just coming into the next, maybe like the yeah, next yeah. competition here with like yeah, an yeah. automatic upgrade. Like you're yeah. just you're like high on life, and when you're coming into the stadium, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, you can make a note there, Tony. It's What's in there. One? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um.
2: This one free upgrade.
0: Yeah. Go for it.
2: There we go.
0: Yeah. And Tony, I think you get a you yeah, I got Setback day, cool. All right, yeah. For next time, yeah. Thanks for reminding me there, Tony. That's good. Keeping oh. and us all honest. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. the end of um. So that's the end of day two of the four-day competition. Excellent. Nice. <clears throat> so well, um, that was our advantageous threats. Yes. Yeah, yeah, thank threats. you. Tom. There's no. Stefan taking us out. Yep. Oh, uh, or I end yep. it. I guess I end it because I'm doing it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So, You're the GM. Do we know what we're doing? No, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Just end it already. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, that's our show for tonight. Hopefully, um... Hopefully Maple won't do too much bar hopping tonight for <laughs> next time. Before Don't you count night. on it. <laughs> hey, hey, we just needed to go rest. <laughs> so um so next time I'm going to be running our next um actual play series. Um I'm going to be running the Primeval Fool. Um it was a setting my buddy Brian and I created converted um, using the f- Star Wars narrative dice system way back when. Um, It's a setting that is bent was inspired by... It's a sword and sorcery setting inspired by, um, you know, the Conan the Barbarian um, novels, those things, made by uh, Sasquatch Studio, um, sprinkled in with some Cthulhu mythos. Um, And I backed the Kickstarter back then when they converted it to D-Shift 7D. Fifth edition stuff, um, and I've genesized it since. So we're gonna, we're gonna give that a little show for you guys, and I've converted a um, one of the module one of the adventures from that for these guys, and we're gonna mm-hmm. have your son join us again, there, Tony. Right, Yeah Sean join us. Yup, mm-hmm. yeah, that'll I'm be cool. Forward
1: to playing my character. Mm, me yeah. too. Good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean, that should be. I don't know. Maybe four, maybe five sessions. I don't know. Who knows? Three, four, five, ten, yeah. ten. Who knows? However long, yeah. Maybe take us five years to get it done. Who knows? No. <laughs> well, you <laughs> know, since we don't for, know the heck, system all that. Months. <laughs> Once a month for like 18 months, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't know the system all
2: that well, you know, apparently. Oh, <laughs> well, exactly.
0: Apparently we don't. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's what we'll be doing next time. I'm looking forward to that. Got it Got it. pretty much done. Yep. Yeah. Just cool. got to do one, one, one more pass through it, and all ready to go in Fantasy Grounds. All ready to go. So. Right. All right. Well, Stefan, what do we have for listener mm-hmm. feedback?
2: We do have some uh, listener feedback from uh, one of our uh, regular uh, listeners, Cody Doolittle. Doolittle little. <laughs> Uh, also known sometimes on social media as Tally Dark Star. So he, he writes in in relation to uh, episode t- 81. So, hey, guys, listening to episode 81, I decided to see what I would get if I randomly rolled for a, a setting. So I'm digging my rolls. So he starts off saying common tropes, new frontier slash interplanetary travel. So he rolled again to think about options for subverting one. He says, maybe subverting to on the new frontier and the edge of space instead. It's in a gap of the solar system, but some ancient but still superior cloaking technology failed, uncloaking the new planet. And it's been theorized for ages that the gap between planets was a scientific curiosity. And some believe that, the, that a planet was there. But with advanced technology beyond the humans, quantum age level, was cloaked and the humans couldn't penetrate the cloaking device until it failed uh, so it's a bit like yeah uh, you know he, he messaged me privately a little bit about it and saying that imagine the solar system our solar system with mars removed or invisible and suddenly it reappears so those. Nice. Yeah, so those conspiracy theorists, flat earthers, planet nine crazies, who Mm -hmm. thought of some hidden planet were actually right. So it's a tentative name, planet nine, tech level, quantum age, world structure, artificial construction, climate temperate, (laughs) environment, wasteland, and he's got also megalopolis. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Okay. All right. All right.
0: All right, Cody. All right, you fucker. You yeah. can't name Planet Nine. It's actually called the Ruins of Steam. <laughs> of El- of Elder races. Okay, that's exactly what this world is. Dude, uh, we may have to work on this together. You yeah. know that.
3: Right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, he's got other inhabitants and in oddities, the Ruins of the Elder Races. Yeah, he writes in as well. was saying it reminds me a little of Keyforge, maybe a cross between Twilight Imperium and Keyforge.
0: No no no. Think think Vikings <laughs> put on um <laughs> Vikings Autobots and the quantum age.
2: So quantum Vikings. Hush up you. <laughs> Let him finish. I know I'm sorry. Yeah. So he says, if you guys get excited about this as I am, feel free to keep to keep up here. he has a a world anvil uh link. Oh. Uh, we could share in the show notes so he says, if you fi- if i figure out a better name i'll be sure to pass along the new web address but for now that's it sign cody do little little thank you cody that was awesome
3: thanks for
1: thanks for joining us on the little uh challenge there cody it's nice to have a yeah. listener that plays along
0: yeah so. now, yeah tell yeah cody thanks for um finding a um solar system where my
2: planet can fit in so there you go <laughs> Uh, all right so outer, outer planets <laughs> <laughs>
1: right awesome. so you can email us like cody did at yeah. finding the narrative podcast um you can get a hold of Stefan and i on facebook finding the narrative uh we're all three on mayway still uh, for now uh, finding the narrative and Stefan is on uh twitter with his at ftn underscore genesis um recommend us to others at all the places where podcasts can be listened to Podbean, itunes youtube google podcasts spotify audible amazon music and more this is tony saying let's tell a story been a story point
0: unless they're all on the gm side
2: and this is stefan saying dare to ask for the boost dice
0: <laughs> and this is chris i telling y'all to remember the real cool and to not go drinking with Frickin' maple, because you don't know how to hold the alcohol. I mean, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't know how to hold it when you're
2: doing your springboard competition. Just, just remember the rule of moose.
0: <laughs> that's right. Go play some okay. hockey. Let's okay. play some hockey at least tonight. You know, let's go get a pickup game. You know, hockey. We'll score some goals. You know, we get more goals than the other guys. We're gonna we're yeah. gonna win the game. You know, that's, that's what the game's is. all about.
2: That's yep. what the
0: game's all about. Scoring more goals than let's the other guys. Some maple syrup and uh, some poutine. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then we'll just have fun doing it. Yep, good night everybody. <laughs> Don't you know? Finding the narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast is not affiliated with or endorsed by any companies mentioned on this show. Any of the products mentioned on our show or appear on our website are the property and copyright of their respective owners. All items are used under fair use and educational and review purposes. All other items are the intellectual property of Finding the Narrative at Genesis Park RPG Podcast. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.